everyone. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the new year and welcome to the new decade. The White Horse Rides today. I'm Mark Stephen. Plenty to discuss on the Stampeders picture now that the new year has arrived. But let's start with the coaching staff. One of the principal reasons the team has been so successful over the long haul has been their coaching. More specifically, good coaches staying for a long time. There has been comparatively little turnover in the coaching staff over the last few years. That's allowed the team to build continuity on the field. But you knew this wasn't going to go on forever. For the second straight year, a Stampeder assistant has been grabbed as a head coach. Ryan Dinwiddie is now the head man in Toronto. Pete Costanza is no longer with the team as he looks for new opportunities. And J.C. Sherrod is reunited with his college coach as Bull Baldwin takes over at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. There will be new coaches hired, but also some internal reorganizing. Pat Delmonico is now the offensive coordinator. And with Ryan Dinwiddie's departure, six-year assistant Mark Mueller moves into the role of quarterback coach. I caught up with Mark to discuss his new role. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to move over from, uh, from running back coach to quarterback coach. And I'm excited that, uh, you know, Dave and Huff have the, the confidence in me to move over. And I'm excited to broaden my, uh, my coaching horizon. You know, I came in as a defensive assistant, you know, with working with the linebackers in 14 and then spent the last, I guess, five years, which is amazing. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but uh, five years with the running backs and now moving over to quarterback. So I'm very excited for the new opportunity to uh, to keep getting better. What will be your interaction with Bo Levi Mitchell and whoever else is at quarterback this year? Uh, you know, how, how does that work as a quarterback coach? I just what would be the day-to-day line of responsibility? Yeah, you know, come in, they'll, uh, you know, every morning and, you know, be, you know, hands-on at practice with them, whether it's individual period or, you know, pass period, run period, things like that. So just trying to help out, you know, the, the them understand the defenses we're playing, our offensive schemes, and it'll be, a, you know, a collaborative effort, you know, with the, with the quarterbacks, myself, and then, you know, Pat Delmonico, the offensive coordinator, and Dave as well. So uh, we'll all do our part, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, – putting a lot of work in before, but looking forward to training camp in May. Well, let's just talk about working with Boa, an established veteran who's had a great deal of success. Uh, you know, you haven't dealt directly with him. You've worked with him and know him very well, but uh, just thoughts on uh, working with him and him working with you. Well, I'm excited for it. You know, I've talked to him a bit, uh, you know, since it was, you know, about to happen and, you know, the move and everything. And uh, I'm excited for that, uh, for you know, to, to work with a guy like him. And I'm excited to uh, be able to take, a, you know, a player like himself and, Hopefully we can continue to grow and get better, you know, together and be extensions of each other on and off the field. And you are a former college quarterback, of course, had a great deal of success. Does that help you out a little bit, maybe uh, appreciating what he goes through a little more and a little differently than other people might? I know your predecessor was also a quarterback, but what about uh, the advantage of being a former quarterback? Well, I think anytime you've, you've uh, had your feet where his have been, it, uh, it helps you. And, you know, it's a different vantage point in every position. And, for me, it's, you know, I think it's, I'm more comfortable being there because I can, for the most part, I've been, uh, I guess, behind the center before, you know, not at this level exactly or to the, you know, the, definitely not to the talent level of the guys that we'll have playing for us. But I'm excited to get back there and I'm, uh, you know, hopefully the, the players are as well. Uh, Mark, let's discuss uh, Bo Levi Mitchell. Found out that he underwent uh, minor surgery. Do you have any uh, feeling on his availability for training camp, or you just assume he'll be there uh, the moment the gate swings open, he'll be ready for the start of camp, or what's sort of his status there? Yeah, you know, Mark, I don't really know. I think yeah. uh, I think the only guy who knows that would be Bo, probably. And uh, if, uh, you know, we'll work together in the offseason to, you know, fine-tune the way 
we want to do things during the year. And then whatever happens for the start of training camp or for training camp, you know, whenever he's healthy, I'm sure he'll be out there. Let's also discuss the fact that uh, your quarterbacking room, as of this moment, is a little quiet. Uh, obviously, Nick Arbuckle was traded. We don't know Montel Cozart's status. Uh, we do know Bo will be around. Whether he's available, I guess, is still to be determined. So I guess it'll be a little different approach as well as the uh, organization maybe looking at a couple or three quarterbacks to bring into camp. I know some have been signed, but it's a bit of a different scenario. Yeah, it's, you know, you don't have the exact same group coming back, but with the CFL the way it is and contract length, that's the that's the new norm. So uh, I know our our scouts and uh, you know Brandon Mahoney, Cole Huffnagel, John Huffnagel will bring in great you know good players and uh, whoever's there for training camp or and mini camp will, will compete and they'll uh, you know they'll they'll work hard to be ready for uh, preseason one. Well, that's uh, still a ways away, but uh, nonetheless, it's something you got to get on, and I know the organization always does find the best prospects and the people to come in. Mark, uh, you moved from the running back position, and uh, just thoughts on last year uh, where it was a revolving door. You had some talented guys. You just couldn't keep any of them on the field. Uh, how tough was that just to build that momentum, that chemistry, and that cohesion when there was pretty much a new guy back there every week? Yeah, we were very lucky that uh, we had you know good players and depth uh, throughout the season. And fortunately, just you know, running back to groove position. And it felt like sometimes once a guy would get into a groove, he would, uh, you know, get banged up or someone would set him back. But I, and I was very lucky to work with a bunch of guys that worked really hard. You know, they put in time, they wanted to be there. They asked questions. Uh, I'm going to miss a lot of those guys. You know, I'll see them, you know, probably every day, but not to the extent that we, uh, we did before. And, no, I'm very thankful for how hard those guys worked, you know, what, not just this year, but in years past as well. Kadeem Carey uh, signed an extension. He wasn't a free agent, so the organization obviously showing a lot of faith in him to sign him to an extension. What do you like about him? He's an all-around player. You know, he, uh, not, he doesn't have any negative runs. He'll grind out the best of every run. He's consistent. Uh, he's a physical presence, you know, works hard, blocks well, catches well. He's a... Uh, He's an attitude player, and that's you know, the type of guy that uh, will get better with every carry as the game goes on. And you know, if he if he uh, you know was just getting in a groove, he'd play three really good games. And unfortunately, in that fourth game, both times he'd get you know get a you know an injury that would keep him out for four to six weeks. So uh, whenever he was out there, he performed. So we're hoping that he can take from what he did this past season and build on it, and you know uh, be the best Kadim he can be, and you know hopefully play that twenty game season. Well, that's just it. It is a long, demanding grind, that's for sure. I mentioned change in the quarterback room, but there's been changes on the offensive staff as well. Ryan has moved on. Pete Costanza looking for a new opportunities. So it's going to be a different crew on offense. And, you know, it's not, not that anything was wrong before, but maybe just a slightly different look at things and everybody can put a different stamp on things. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I think the uh, we really worked well together, all of us, and uh, with Pat, Dave, and I, and, you know, the other people who come to join, I think, will work hard and we'll, you know, take what, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a new spin at times. But our offense, uh, the base of what it is, is going to be, you know, that's kind of our, our uh, attitude and our culture. So we'll keep that. And, you know, as long as we got Dave and, you know, we'll be in, we'll be in good shape offensively. I think one question I get asked a lot is what do the coaches, like, do in the offseason? This would be a time, Mark, wouldn't you sit down kind of review the offense? Because I know that you don't just show up five minutes before the first game. I mean, a lot of work goes into it. Is this a time when you kind of tear it apart and put it back together again? Obviously, a lot of things work, but some things you just want to do differently or better. Yeah, you know, basically that. You know, we'll do some self-scouting in February now is just 
trying to get all the data and watching all of it. So when you show up in February, you've already watched everything you're supposed to and, uh, you know, go through certain concepts or what needs tweaking, does it need to be. So you can all have an open discussion of, you know, it might just be one thing that needs change or it might be none or it could be five or just get rid of it, you know, things like that. So we'll go through all the stuff we ran and you know that there's the Canadian draft, the global draft you got to get ready for now that happened in May, but the combines happen in March. So you want to have an idea of the players going to that. So, uh, there's always work to be done, and it's just not as intensive now. But the closer every day becomes to the, you know that May first type date, the more and more work you got to do. So you try to stay ahead of the curve and try to get a bunch of stuff you can do now uh, done before you know it, it, when all the really heavy lifting starts to happen. You know that end of February, March, April type date time. Mark Mueller, as he continues his climb up the coaching ladder. And that won't be the last promotion he receives. I want to dissect some of these Stampeders' recent moves. It's been busy over the holidays. I'm sorry to see Nick Arbuckle go, but this trade to Ottawa gives him a chance to claim a number one spot. It's a good move for him. But also great asset management by the Stampeders. They have a third-round pick in the draft guaranteed. And if he signs with the Red Blacks, the Stampeders flip first-round picks with Ottawa, and that means the Stampeders are drafting number one overall. That's quite a haul for a guy who wasn't going to return. He just wants his own show to run, and he may get that in Ottawa. As for J.C. Sherrod, listen, he did a superb job here in his first year of coaching, and I know he really liked it here, and the organization liked him. But there was one opportunity he just couldn't or wouldn't turn down. That was a call from his college coach at Eastern Washington, Bo Baldwin. Sherrod was on Baldwin's national championship team at Eastern in 2010. That team was quarterbacked by Bo Levi Mitchell. I mentioned in our conversation with Mark about the running back picture, I'm convinced Don Jackson and Terry Williams will test free agency, so it's important to solidify that spot. The Stampeders were at or near the bottom of many rushing categories last year, and that has to change to make the Stampeders a better football club. As for Reggie Bagleton and Trey Roberson looking at NFL opportunities, hey, we'll see how this plays out. Bagleton with Green Bay, Roberson's landing spot yet to be determined, but good luck with both. Unfortunately, this is the reality of CFL teams. They'll be dealing with this in the era of one-year contracts. It's great for the players, but it's tough on coaches and scouting staffs to constantly restock their roster. Anyway, I enjoyed our conversation with Mark, and if you did, give us a like, share our content, or give us a follow. Thanks for joining us. I'm Mark Steven as the White Horse Rides. <laughs>